Right, without further ado, I'd just like to welcome Steve and Tammy up here. Many of you will... Yeah, yeah. Oh, just Steve to start with. Okay. So you'll share the mic. Many of you will know Steve already, either from this community or from um, the King's School. But for those of you who don't, Steve and Tammy have been with us now for... Two years. Two years. It has been two years, hasn't it? Absolutely fantastic to have you with us. And Steve is also the principal at the King's School in Whitney. I just really commend him to you. What he's speaking about is something that he practices, and Tammy as well. What they both practice um, in their personal lives. We've seen testimonies in our lives. They practice it with their kids and with other kids as well. Um, Please just open your hearts to them, because what they have to say comes with authority. Great. Thanks. Thanks. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen? Come, move amongst us through the rest of this time together. Wasn't last week great as well? Who was here last week? Wow, really, really encouraging. And uh, I really felt God speak into my life and change my life um, from last week. Um, One of the first things I want to do um, is open this tin. It's a a tin of anchovies. Yep, you're looking suitably confused. Here's this tin of anchovies now being opened. And... um, if anyone, oh, it's quite oily. Uh, um, if anyone um, can work out what on earth this is about before the end of the meeting, you'll win a prize. Um, so if you, not, not yet, hang on, hold your horses. Um, so just kind of have a look, look at these wonderful little fish, and then just pass it round, okay. Without spilling the oil all over the person next to you, if possible, that's probably a good thing. Okay, have you ever imagined yourself back in the times when Jesus was walking around with the disciples and there were kind of great things happening and you could, be, could have been chatting with Jesus and then there was somebody getting healed and then arguments with Pharisees and then miracles happening. And Have you ever imagined yourself or tried to imagine yourself in those times? Do you, do you ever do that when you're, when you're reading the scriptures? It was, it was all just kind of so naturally supernatural, wasn't it? It was just going around in life, seeing supernatural things happen. And one of my main hopes, our main hopes for today is that, that we will all feel like we can be more naturally involved in supernatural stuff by the end of this time together. Um, when I've imagined that, I've kind of imagined myself there talking with Jesus, asking him questions, and then him saying to me, well, why don't you go and do this? And I say, yeah, okay, we'll go and do that, and, and seeing great things happening. But um, we don't just have to imagine ourselves at some point in the past doing that, because we can do that every day of our lives. Every day of our lives. We can put ourselves in that place of saying, I know Jesus is alongside me. I know that wherever we go and whatever I'm doing... The Lord is there and can break through in amazing ways. And we're going to be talking about that and having an opportunity to exercise that with the people who are here during today in these next 35, however many minutes. We're going to be practicing that today because Jesus is here, isn't he? He's got to be in a church building, at least if he's not anywhere else. Surely he's got to be here by his Holy Spirit. And um, if you've got any questions that you'd like to ask... You can text them in to 0790862. That's my mobile phone number over there. So if while I'm talking or there's any key questions that you've got, you think, I've always wondered this, or come on, what happens in this situation? Or is this all right to do this? Or is that really supernatural? If you've got any kind of really difficult, cynical questions of any sort, you can text them through and um, Tammy will be answering them. (laughs) Well, Molly's got got my phone there and we'll kind of track the things that come through, and then um, if, if we've got some time, hopefully we'll be able to integrate some of those questions and do some Q&A towards the end. Okay, that's where we're going. Last week, this passage was used by um, Emily, and I want to read it to us again and remind us of it. This is Romans 12, 1 to 2. I, I know this really well in other versions, and I expect maybe some of you do as well, but it says this. So here's what I want you to do, says Paul. God helping you. He's explained all sorts of wonderful things about the gospel beforehand. Wonderful things about the good news that we're a part of. And he says, and because of you knowing this and having this relationship with God, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, going to church, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. 
Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it, unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Every beat that my heart beats is a gift from God. This next beat, dump, there for you. That was a gift from God. The next breath that you're breathing, that's a gift from God. This life that you've been gifted, take your everyday life and give it as an offering. Lay it on the altar, in other versions it says, before the Lord as your act of worship. Give it all to him. Give all of today to him. Tammy, do you want to just come and share the, the thing that you'd had right at the start here? <coughs> Yeah, I was really struck um, when we were preparing this about the whole thing of the gospel. And from Romans 1, 16, where it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for everyone's salvation. And I, I really felt that, you know, there's something in it from us that actually sometimes we can be ashamed of what we've got to say and what we've got to tell people. We might be ashamed of what God has done for us and in us. And so that almost closes us to be able to share with people. And it's this passage is saying, don't be ashamed of it. It's great news. It's not just good news. It's great, fantastic news. And God wants to use that and use us to be able to show people what else there is for them that they they can receive. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We're not ashamed of who we are in God as his children. We don't need to be ashamed. And I pray that again out of today, we'll feel less ashamed, less concerned. And I know last week, Simon felt quite moved and changed by what happened. Come on, Simon. Actually, I have that um, microphone back. Cheers for Simon. Come on. Woo! Now, Simon was responding to God last week. And... Um, Something happened, didn't you? How were you responding to God, first of all? Um, so I guess I was very moved by and challenged about, you know, reaching out to others and, and just the gospel, like the good news that Jesus has died for me. And it's, we hear it so often, um, but actually just having a renewed sense of um, that I'm completely and utterly forgiven for everything in my whole life. It's just amazing. <laughs> um, and so, and I was just in bit more of a, a culture in my, I guess, culture of worship um, early this week. Um, and yeah, so I was just in a, a place of worship. Yeah, so you, yeah. You, you kind of really felt a heart change happening in you as mm. you met with your Heavenly Father and yeah. something changed inside of your heart that, that made you feel different. And you kind of went into the next week with a slightly different attitude and things started to happen. Yeah, um, so um, basically I, I was at work and... Um, I was just reminded of Sunday, and it was towards the end of the day. Um, guy, guy that's like the other end of the room to me um, was uh, kind of about to leave. He leaves an hour before me, starts an hour earlier. Um, and I was just—he had shared the day before that he has a brain tumor, and that every year he has to get get more more of it cut out because it grows back. Um, and there's obvious signs of it, so he's like doing these really horrendous snorting noises because the fluid drains just keeps draining down the back of his um, throat. And so um, at the end of this day, we talked about it a little bit. Um, and at the end of the day, just as he was leaving, I was like, um, asked him, "Hey, would you like me to to pray for you?" Um, but he blatantly just said no. Um, <laughs> but that's fine um, because I've asked that, and then from that. Um, I had a quick conversation with someone else in the IT department at the university, just saying how um, he was actually about to leave as well. But anyway, um, basically how much I was—I really enjoyed worship on Sunday 
I think we asked, we're talking about what You actually talked about what you did at church in your workplace. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. I don't know how that happened. But. So yeah, um, and I, it's not like something I do often, but I mean, something that you can do, and it's, uh, people are quite open, because he, he actually asked me this profound question, saying, oh, um, do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy, do you enjoy worship music more than other music because it's meaningful to you? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. so that was really encouraging. He was actually off to play table tennis, but at least that you know that conversation started. Um, yeah, okay, so so you, you kind of that's flowed fairly naturally in kind of conversations, mm. but out of your relationship with God, something started to flow out because of that, because of that change that yeah, was going so, on. Um, from because I'm more in a place of praising God, and then from that you have more of a uh, boldness and courage to speak out. And sometimes you, I do find it fearful to speak out because you know you might see those people in the future. Um, also, with even strangers on the street. So I went to the pool after work, as I uh, do occasionally. Um, and then I was biking home from the other sort of. I was went to the outdoor pool, so it's sort of the other side of Oxford. Anyway, biking home. And I was just singing some praise songs because I was just in a good place. And um, suddenly I just felt a real um, overwhelming compassion for people that I was passing by. And so I just started praying for them, which is um, a good thing to do. And then I was praying for them and just had a real sense that God is going to do something great in Oxford. Um, And I thought, well, it's not just enough to pray for them. And so God was like, I passed one guy. Um, and he, I felt like God just wanted me to stop and simply say, it's a very small step, God loves you. Like he, God wants him to know he loves you. So you do that all the time, right? Every day. <laughs> I do that all the time. I haven't done this for, like I work for a student um, organization, Christian organization, which reached out to university students, and so we did that every day. But I have not practiced that as, in terms of, being in secular work, um, it's... Or normal life. Normal life, yeah. so it's much harder. Uh, well, it doesn't need to be harder, I'm ah. afraid. Um, so anyway, where was I? Uh, this guy, guy, you wanted to tell him that God yeah. loved him, but you didn't, um, did you? You just yeah. cycled so past. I, and... I, I travelled past, and I thought, ah, what's going on? Stopped my bike. I must have looked really weird. I did a U-turn, and then, like, kind of... He was on the other side, and I went, took my bike off in front of him, and I was like... Uh, hey, uh, I saw a, <laughs> not quite like that, but there was a piece of furniture on the side of the street, and I thought, oh, I'll just pretend like I'm looking at the piece of furniture, and then I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, but anyway, then I, I just explained to him, I, uh, just that I had a sense that God wanted me to tell you that God really loves you and cares for you, and that you have, can have confidence in God. Um, he actually was a Christian, um, and apparently he goes to church on Ifley Road somewhere. He doesn't know the name of it. So maybe he's quite irregular. Um, <laughs> but he seemed quite encouraged by that. Um, and then, so, oh, that's good. And so then I just kept going. Um, I was just continuing in prayer, and I was going, I was, actually, this, sorry, I don't mean to, can I? Okay. Um, so this is actually part of it. Um, I was just after that, it's up Donington Bridge Road, so I can either turn left or right. Okay, I was thinking, it's basically the same distance if I go up Headington Road or around the Ring Road. So I thought, well, where do I go? Um, I might just go right because I don't feel like going up the hill on, up through Headington. Um, and so I decided I'll turn. Sometimes I enjoy going up the hill. It's a nice little sweat workout. But um, I decided, no, I'll go around the Ring Road. Um, so God had a plan. And I was going around the Ring Road still doing some worship songs in my head. I was making up new ones um, and then passing more people, praying for them. And there was um, a sort of maybe middle-aged Asian lady um, walking along and I passed her um, and I just had this overwhelming sense like, oh my goodness, I need to stop. (laughs) Um, So I probably travelled about 100 metres past her and then I was like, okay pulled over and just put, leaned my bike against one of the bikes thingies by the, uh, what are they called? Anyway, um, I stopped and I waited and I was actually kind of a little bit in tears at this point because I just felt God's compassion 
Um, and I, she was coming up to me. I was like, okay, what do I do? So I just said, so I just said hello, how are you? And she's like, I'm, I'm okay. Are you okay? Because I kind of looked like I was crying. Um, and basically, I was like, actually, I'm really moved by, um, by God. Like, I'm moved that he loves me so much that he would die for me, take away everything that I've done wrong in my life so that I could have a personal relationship with him. And she was like, wow, that's, that's really interesting. Oh, I've, I've read the Bible and um, things like that. And so she's really open, to, had a really good conversation about God's um, unconditional love. And, um, yeah, so she was, yeah, really influenced. And she said to me that she wasn't really now, but she, wants, she thinks she will commit her life to the Lord one day. So I was very excited about that. Um, I didn't get her, I realized after I left, I was, probably could have got a contact, but I didn't. Um, so you were, yeah. you were moved in both of those situations to actually do something and act in a way that you probably wouldn't normally have acted, and it kind of flowed out of your relationship with God. And so did you, did you finally get home? I did finally get home. So I was getting hungry by this point, because I, I, I actually... Um, uh, decided because I had an appointment um, with someone, a, a teaching agency, um, in uh, near the outdoor pool. So that's why I went to the outdoor pool. And then that's um, anyway. So then I missed the dinner. Sorry, Jackman's. Um, and then <laughs> so I was getting hungry. Anyway, uh, so I moved on uh, biking home. I just couldn't believe what God was doing in my heart. I hadn't felt like that since I'd gone on a mission trip with Student Life to Fiji. Um, in fact, yeah, so anyway, um, going under the underpass um, near Risenhurst and past this, also, so the last lady was Chinese, she was from um, Shanghai, um, then passed under the underpass and there was another, there was a younger Chinese couple, um, I didn't know they were Chinese, but they, yeah, but Asian, um, walked, sorry, biked and passed them, he actually went to walk your bike under there, but I never do. Um, that was a Move past that, quick. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so I passed them. I was like, oh, man, I just passed two people that may not know the Lord. And then I got to the other side, and I was like, uh, I'm really close to home, want, really want dinner. Um, and, the, and I was like, really, God? You want me to stop? And so, but I was so like, real okay. Com- real I'll compassion stop. and love flowing from your love. heart. Yes, yes. My compassion, I stopped, and then uh, we had this really amazing conversation. They were very open to the gospel. Um, she got my contact and texted me. Um, we're hoping to have dinner or come to church, but they haven't responded yet. But I'm praying in faith that um, Ta- Tanya and Ray will, um, yeah. I think something's changed for Simon. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I was really, really, uh, really encouraged um, that actually the next day, I'm going to, sorry. Uh, you just wrap it up now, I'm afraid. I'm going to wrap it up. <laughs> uh, the next day I was a bit low, but then I realized actually mm. if I keep drawing right. to God, I can right. actually have those days yes. more consistently. Right. And anyone can. Yes. It doesn't matter if you think Preach you have it. gifts of evangelism or not. You don't yeah. need it. Everyone can... Just have simple conversations. Yeah. And so that's the I'm truth. A, I'm excited. That's fantastic. So. Amen to that. Amen to that. So here's what you do you take your everyday, ordinary, going to work, walking under, cycling under underpasses when you shouldn't kind of life, and you put it before God. You put it before God. Naturally starting to work in a different dimension. Naturally starting to work with what God is wanting to do and how God wants to break through. When God is breaking through, that's the supernatural starting to happen. And it can happen in a myriad of ways. A good paradigm for this is to look at when it talks about spiritual gifts, these supernatural gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. Stuff beyond the natural breaking in to us and who we are out of our relationship with God. And it it says here to each one, each one of us, has the Holy Spirit. Each one's been given a manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good. This passage is is talking about the church context particularly, but it was never meant for this life to remain inside the walls of church buildings. 
to ones given a message of wisdom. Another a message of knowledge by the same spirit. Another faith by the same spirit. Another gifts of healing. Another miraculous powers. Another prophecy. Another distinguishing between spirits. Knowing what's going on in the spiritual dimension. Another speaking in different kinds of tongues. Interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one as he determines. We're walking around all the time with the very spirit of Jesus Christ with us. And the spirit of Jesus Christ is at work in us to allow his life, his supernatural life to break through us. Just like the wind blowing on that blossom. As the wind of God's spirit blows, we open up to the Lord and guess what? His aroma starts to spread out from us in life. It's these kinds of things that many of you will look at and you go, actually, well, maybe, maybe I could give somebody something wise that God puts in my heart. Maybe I could give something and offer a prayer and expect healing. Maybe, whichever one of those things there, you kind of think, actually, I'd love to step out more in that, in my walk around, everyday kind of life. Maybe we should be practicing a bit more in church so that we can do it more out there. Maybe these things aren't just for in churchy times, eh? What do you reckon? You reckon? What you see with Jesus and what you see with the disciples and what you see now is this kind of cycle. Out of our relationship with God, out of, out of me this week lying on my bed, really struggling with life, horrible headaches, somebody randomly, I knew years ago, sent me a CD. I put this CD on and it's like God starts speaking right into my situation. Out of my relationship with God, out of my kneeling at the front on a Sunday and asking God to help me and out of what... Uh, Worship leader was, I've forgotten worship leader's name, John, isn't it? Josh. Of him saying those things about me sitting on God's lap and knowing, suddenly I connect again with my father and my relationship with God is, is reconnected and is, is full of life. Out of that kind of life, out of reading the scriptures day by day, out of praying, out of worshipping in the car, out of worshipping while you're riding your bike from one place to another, out of this relationship with God, stuff starts to flow. And you start to listen and, and look and you're listening to God and you're listening to other people. Those people in the office that say they have a brain tumour. And you go, oh, hang on a minute. You start to look and you notice something and you think, oh, that's really sad. And something different happens inside your heart. This, this life of God that's within you because you know how much God loves you and you know he's died for you and saved you from your sins. It starts to break out in compassion for others. Sometimes when I step out in this kind of way, it isn't out of compassion. It's because I, I have a sense of God saying, I really want you to do this, and I could do with you doing it now. And it's more out of, actually, you're the master, Lord. And I, and I do want to do it. I do want to get home for tea, or I do want to get into work early, but actually I do need to stop the car and check out on that person who looks like they're crying by the side of the road. Sometimes it is out of, he's the master. And if you're praying to him and he's your Lord and your master, you know you really want to do what he wants you to do. Other times it is out of a compassion, out of a feeling that, that comes and all out of flowing out from this relationship that we have with God. It's deepening. Many of us, last Sunday, we were deepening in our own relationship with God as he was meeting with us in our pain and our, our struggles. And out of that, an overflow starts. And then in those moments, as you feel moved, as you feel a desire to step out, then you have a moment when you have to make a choice, don't you? Are you going to pray and expect and step out in faith and believe or not? Tammy, when it, when it comes to those kind of moments, um, how does that work for you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something I share quite a, a lot. Um, you, some of you may well have heard it. But for me, it's a sense of when God speaks and says something, that thought that I have is always followed by a doubt. And for me, for me personally, that is then says to me, that's of God, because the devil doesn't want me to, to share it. He doesn't want it to go any further. So I have to therefore believe that that thought is there. I mean, even coming here this morning, we are driving down the Botley Road, and I am having this conversation with God in my head going, do I have to? Can't, could I just not today? Do I really have to share what God's given me? Um, so, you know, I still have those. There are, they are, sometimes they're, they're less and I have real confidence, but there's a lot of time when it is purely, I say, okay, God, out of obedience to you, 
and the fact that you have said this to me, I will step out in faith. And I can tell you every time God comes up and he has spoken very clearly and I'm encouraged by that. And as you, as you do pray and believe that those thoughts that you get to stop, to offer to pray for somebody, to say, I was at church on Sunday and maybe you'd like to hear about it. Whatever the thing is that you step out and do, after you've done it, guess what you feel? You, you feel a greater connection with your relationship with God. You feel that sense of God's hand on your shoulder of, well done, good and faithful servant. I gave you a little something and you, and you did it. And your relationship with God increases. And when you say something and you pray for somebody and you see a shift and you see a change, that does something incredible in your own relationship with God. And can you see this, this kind of cycle thing then connects up and, and moves on and we can grow in that. You, you see that in the life of Jesus, this kind of cycle of things. He's spending time with God. You, I was reading in Luke this morning how it said how regularly he went Even when great things were happening, he went away and he spent time with his father. And out of that relationship with God, he was then able to move and listen and see and act in faith. And the disciples, you see it from Acts 2, they get filled with the Spirit. And then this life in the church environment starts to kick off. They devote themselves to the apostles' teaching and to prayer. And they start breaking bread in each other's homes. And they got adding daily to their number. And then the next story you get is in the walking around life of Peter and John. Somebody gets healed. Out of this relationship with God, we can experience that more and more as well. We're going to do something now in this vein. Um, Could I have some help? Um, There's some pens here and there's some little cards and things. If you're a writer and you think, actually... God might give me some of it, but it might help me to write it down. Then um, hold on to a piece of paper and cards and, uh, I don't know, put a pile in different aisles or something, and then people can grab them if they want to. It's probably best. Um, And there's a pile of pens as well there. We're going to do something together. And I I want you to have a go at this. Okay? Okay? Okay, good. Going to have a go at believing that God might speak through you to somebody here. Maybe somebody you don't even know. Okay, it's much easier when it's somebody you know, isn't it? Because it's a friend of yours. But I believe that God wants to just stir this amongst us and to make it um, real. I'm just going to do something now as by way of a, of a demo of this. Um, is there anyone here who would really like to hear God from me now and would be happy for me to talk through the processes going on in my head while I am sharing the thing that I think God's going to say to you from me. Does that make sense? (laughs) Okay, thank you very much. Um, So, is it David? Um, David, is this yours? Possibly. Okay, so I'm a teacher at the King's School. Um, I was happened to walk along the road with my daughter who pulled out her reading book. And in the back of the reading book, she had... Um, <laughs> the reading book was a Maximus book, stories, I don't know if you know those. And um, in it was this little piece of paper <laughs> that says, David Merritt. I don't know if the, the date is when you might have been at the King's School. <laughs> um, God wants to say this to you. You don't have to deserve anything, David. All the merits of Christ are yours. All the merits of Christ are yours. And you can live your life confidently knowing that you are cleansed, that you are healed, that you are forgiven, that you have all the merits of Christ surrounding you. And the reason why you're wearing a white top is a symbol. Because I I knew that it would be somebody would put their hand up straight away and they'd have a white shirt on (laughs) this morning. And... I only discovered that in my back pocket this morning when we were standing there praying. I thought, oh, that's a bit bizarre. I don't know in my pocket. What's that there for? Is that a bit weird? Because God, God is really, really wanting you to know that. So that was really easy for me to do because I, that, I, that was just... Uh. So God really wants you to know that. And God allowed that coincidence to happen so that all of you 
can think, hang on a minute, the little tiny thing that I could say, the little tiny thing that I could do, could have the fingerprints of God over it. God may be engineering multiple things from all sorts of different directions, and my little tiny thing that I will say or do could actually help and really change someone's life. For some reason, God really needs you to know that. Um, is that, is that good? <laughs> That's just good news, isn't it, Dave? You just got to go, fantastic. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that. I think you need to know it because there might be some times coming where you'll feel like, I need to deserve something. I need to deserve this. But actually, you don't. And you need to be relying on Christ's merits that have been imputed to you. It's a long word, isn't it? Okay, there we go. Um, I didn't actually go through the process in my head there. Would somebody else, so I could do this process. Anyone else? <laughs> I, I'm not going to do you, Cosy, because I've kind of given prophetic words to you before recently. Sorry, Cosy. Somebody I don't, maybe don't know so, quite so well. Okay, I, don't, I've, I recognize the other people. I don't recognize you, so. Um, Tim. So here I am, it's me and Tim, and I'm thinking, God wants me to say something to Tim. I'm out there on the train or whatever. And um, the thought I get is Spaghetti. And I think, what on earth is that about God? Spaghetti, okay. And um, I look at you and, I, and I, I'm saying to God, help me love this guy. I don't even know this guy, but may I have your heart for him and, and your love for him. And I see spaghetti, when I eat spaghetti, I don't like it because it's all really long. So I always cut it up into lots of little small bits so that I can actually, actually eat it. I don't like the, it's not just annoying. That's, that's the next thought that I get. Why am I thinking that? Is he the spaghetti, or is it stuff that he's involved? Oh, it feels like, it feels like actually there's there's some some complex thing that's there that's all intertwined that's that you kind of think, oh, this is just messy, and I, I don't want to receive it. And ah, so I always get a knife and I, I cut it all up, and I, I feel like God is wanting to give to you um, knife like sword of the spirit, like the word of God. He wants to give you the word of God in your life so that you can apply it to these complex wound up things oh, this, is, this, is, this is making sense now isn't it okay. um, these complex wound up things so that you can, you can receive it and take it on board and it's really important for you to do that you might look at it and think I really don't want to have to take this all on board but um, God's going to help you cut it into bits so that actually it's, it's fine for you to consume and have um, and that's really important for you so now, now I'm thinking all the doubts. So that sounds just like complete nonsense to me. Um, on a scale of 0 to 10, is there anything there that makes any sort of sense? Oh, okay. So, so, and maybe many people here could think, actually, yeah, I could apply that to my life too. And, um, that, but that's okay. For some reason, that was what came at that time. And I, I don't know all the different connecting things that somebody else might... You might get spaghetti when you go to somebody's house in a couple of days' time and you go, oh, spaghetti again. And God wants to remind you about this word in some other circumstance. I don't know what's going to happen next. But you kind of just have to say, okay, I'm going to pray and believe that God might say something through me to this person. Sometimes I find it easier to think about a Bible character. If you're kind of new to this, say, just look at somebody and then, Lord, is there a Bible character that... This person needs to hear about, or that they're a bit like. That can be a good place to start if you're a bit stuck. Or start with the Trinity, start with the Father. I talk to people a lot about the Father. People need to know that God is their Father. I need to know that God is my Father. I talk about that a lot when I'm in these kind of moments. I usually start with that. When, if I write things to people, I usually talk about, you know, God's your father and he really wants you to know this because he's your dad and loves you and wants to help you. And that's usually some aspect of what I'm saying to people. Talking about Jesus, the son. Talk about the spirit of God. Whatever, that's a good place to start. I think, what would the spirit want him to be doing? What does Jesus really want to communicate? That might help you. It might be some other spaghetti-like thought. All of this is a bit like... Um, these anchovies. Where have the anchovies got to, by the way? Has anyone got the anchovies? They've been eaten. <laughs> They've been consumed. Oh, there they are. Um, has anybody worked out this anchovies thing yet? Okay, so Steve Thomas, he talks about the feeding of the 5,000. Does anybody guess that? Ah! And he says that, he's a better Bible scholar than I am, he says that the, the five loaves and two fish, the two the fish that it talks about were little tiny anchovy kind of fish. Teeny tiny anchovy fish. Did anyone look at it and think, what on earth is this? Any of you? 
That's how we often feel about the little tiny things that we offer to Jesus to love him with and to serve him with. Sometimes you think your spaghetti thought, your offer to pray for something, you think, oh, it's just a tiny, fiddly little nonsense. Do you know, it can have a huge impact on people. The daft stuff that God's made me say to people that's been real, and there's, and, but has changed their lives, literally changed their lives. Those little acts of faith, tiny things, just like that little boy coming with his tiny little anchovy. Suddenly, what, 10,000 people were fed by it? 5,000 men plus everybody else? Wow. You're, you're probably feeling like, oh, I won't have anything here. Oh, it's rubbish. It's your little tiny anchovy. Stick it into God's hands. Something amazing will happen. If you've never experienced that, why not experience that today? Give it a shot. Give it a go. Be that little boy with his little lunch. Handing it before God. Okay. Thank you. Oh. Okay. The purpose when you share things, 1 Corinthians uh, 14 verse 6 says... Purpose of bringing prophetic things to others is to strengthen them, to encourage, to comfort. Or in the, the ASV, it's for edification, exhortation, or consolation. Those things, that, when God speaks, those things happen. And so whatever it is that you're feeling, this, this kind of thought is there, and I want to submit it to you. Um, that's what God is wanting to do through it. And that will help you maybe posture it in a way that's right. Tammy, did you want to do some... Some of this now. So um, start praying and start having a look around the room. Start praying, start having a look around the room. And maybe God already will start to just prod and prompt and, and move you. Tammy's going to share a couple of other specific uh, things. Yeah, so I had, um, well, actually, when I arrived here this morning, I had one word. <laughs> um, but someone gave me an amazing prophetic word about leaning into God but also resting. Um, so I've got a couple. The first one's actually... I think is your name is it Sanjay? Yeah, <laughs> Sanjay. I had this word. I basically had this word about someone who'd be wearing green stripes. Um, uh, yeah, so I knew of the person. So I was like, right, okay. I like it when God gives you that, and no one else. You know, it's when you've got an array of people wearing it, and you go, which one? Um, but I, I had this picture out of a bee sting. I actually got stung this week by one. A bee but, sting or a, a bee sting? A bee sting. Okay, right. Sorry, the cold is getting. A bee sting. And I really, I really felt for you, there's this situation coming up, or you're in it at the moment, and you're anticipating that it's going to be a really bad reaction, a bit like a bee sting. You never quite know how you're going to react. Are you going to be one of those people that ends up with the anaphylactic shock, you know, and rush to hospital kind of thing, arm swelling? And I feel like you're anticipating that it's going to be a really bad reaction, but actually, God is saying to you, it's not. There will be pain. You know, when you get stung by a bee, believe me, it hurts. Um, but it's not going to be the horrendous reaction. You've just got to walk through it, and God will um, just really kind of help you to know that, that, you're not, that things aren't going to be quite as you expected. i just check. Uh, yeah, that there is something about there will be disruption within it, but not as much as you're anticipating. You can talk to me afterwards. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to know if it's an encouragement. If it makes no sense, then do talk to me. Um, the encouragement yeah. bit in that is that it's not going to be as bad as you might. So there's the encouraging bit out of that. It's not just bad stuff's going to happen to you. <laughs> My husband always has to make sure. I and when, when you're sure you're part, of, part of Tammy's sharing is so that you can maybe imagine yourself sharing these kinds of things. And so you're always trying to lead it to a positive of what God is going to do and how God is going to help in the midst of whatever it is that you pick up on. Yeah. Uh, the next one is actually for your wife, who I assume is on kids' work. So I'll, I'll give it to you, Steve. <laughs> As a bester, wondering if we can share it and pray with her afterwards. But I really felt that, like, um, I was really struck by the drapes here and how there's this big blob, I'm no artist, remember, <laughs> at the top, and then this kind of pouring down. And I really felt for her, there's a sense that God wants to outpour his spirit into her. 
in an amazing way. You know, there's this amount, large amount that he wants to pour out and pour down. And a bit like those things, as you go, I can see it better on this one. It's a bit messy. It kind of splashes everywhere. Um, and for Bev, that, there's this sense of like, actually, I don't want the mess. You know, I want to constrain it. I want to know what I'm doing. But actually, God is going, but within the mess is what is kind of shared out and what others receive from her as she allows the outpouring of the Spirit. Within her, it will then splash out and touch loads of other people as a result. Thank you. That was an encouraging one. <laughs> out of our relationship with God, we've been worshipping the Lord here today, haven't we? Did you, did you sense a connection with his presence as, as you were worshipping? Out of our relationship with God... God pours his spirit into us and there's, a, there's an overflow that can happen. And so have a look around you. Look. Listen. See if you're, you're moved to somebody to be thinking about them. And do you know what? If the, the most you can muster today is to go up to somebody and say, it was, it was you that caught my attention that I felt God really wanted to say, he loves you and you're amazing and God's going to sort that thing out. If it's just something really simple and small, it's as important for you to bring it as it is for the person to hear it. Because God wants his disciples out there more and more bold for him, not ashamed of the gospel, not ashamed of the wonderful stuff that we know. And he wants to help us in those little small steps to start to do that more and more and more. And here is a really safe, you're probably not going to get any safer place than this, maybe in a small missional community group as well, practices kind of stuff. But here today, there's a moment. So you've got five minutes now from ten past until quarter past. And I encourage you to pray, to look, to be moved by compassion, be moved by a desire. Lord, I'd love to see you speak through me. Lord, do something through me for somebody else. Might be just, might be just that. And share something with someone, if it is a friend of yours, because you feel like that's, that's right, do it. Just do that. That's great. That might be a step, big step. That's good. But I, for many of you, I think you just need a bit of a, come on, find somebody you don't even know. <laughs> Allow God to speak in your ears for them and experience the, wow, that's really accurate. Um, but even if you don't, you're entering into a newer, bolder world. And just like for Simon, he got a no straight away, didn't he, from the person that he was offering to pray for. But then he started to enter into a whole new world of it. So I'm going to pray, and then you're going to pray. Lord Jesus, we love you. Heavenly Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love your presence. Thank you that we are your children. Thank you that we are forgiven. Thank you that we know this. And we have great story to, to tell others. And Lord, right now, will you just increase our boldness? Will you help us not be fearful or apathetic or conform to the culture around us? But right now, may heaven come. Heal my heart and make it clean. Open up my eyes to the things unseen. Show me how to love like you have loved me. Break my heart with what breaks yours. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause. Everything, everything. As I walk. Come, Holy Spirit, now and just prod our thinking with words and thoughts and actions for the others in this room right now. In Jesus' name. And I just want to uh, tell you about something. Some of you may have heard of remarkable things happening in Reading in the last month or so. Uh, not Reading in California, which some people are aware of because of a particular church there, but Reading in Berkshire. Uh, if you've not heard of this, but in the last four weeks, there have been 2,000 people who've been led through a prayer to give their lives to Jesus. And uh, it's quite an unusual thing that's happening. What has happened is that um, 
God spoke to a pastor there, a Nigerian guy called Yinka, about inviting in an American, would you believe it, to come and, an American evangelist, would you believe it, to come and encourage them. And this guy, Tommy, spoken to the church there, and in with a, a miracle that God has done is cause a whole load of people to be confident in speaking about Jesus, whether it's on the streets or in their workplaces or whatever. And what's happened is that as many people have spoken up, um, they have found that people do want to be led through a prayer to give their life to a Lord, to, to, to the Lord. It's just happened again and again and again. And they, um, what's really precious is it's often with young people. Al had us praying earlier about children and young people. Um, there's one 11-year-old who's their best evangelist. I think he's now up to 65 people that she's led through a, you know, a sinner's prayer. And um, I was down there. I would have told you this last Sunday, but I went straight. I went to Reading last Friday, that is 10 days or so ago, and went straight from there to teaching um, in Derby last week. But met with the guys, and they're just overtaken, really, by something that God is doing. Um, but Yink is coming to meet me and, and Steve Thomas here on Tuesday, and we're going to talk about what we can do together. So just wanted to join the dots up, really, and say the sort of thing that Steve and Tammy have been encouraging us in this morning, and that when we set ourselves as a church to explore these things in this season. We planned quite a while ago that Emily would be here last week, that Steve and Tammy would share, as they have this week, um, Graham Hitwell is going to be helping us keep focusing in this way the next week. And then we've got Jean Pianel, who goes around the Mediterranean basin doing much of the same with great effect <laughs> the week after that. So, and then there's this thing happening in Reading now, and Yinka's coming to see us on Tuesday. So I just wanted to let you know that and invite you to rise up in faith. And um, please, let's all be praying that God would have his way. And that we wouldn't miss out on anything that he wants to do. Um, I think that messiness of which Tammy spoke is more than just for Bev. She may have to bear the brunt of some messiness. Um, but I think there's more coming. And I want to encourage us to just start to open ourselves up to more that God will do amongst us. Brilliant. And just and to, to complete the picture, those drapes... Um, Amy did, responding to something God was speaking to her, and then they have spoken to somebody else in a way that's brought out another message. So, you know, whatever that expression is, that you know, what God's speaking to you, it can have an effect. It's fantastic. Um, I'm not going to pick on anybody by doing this, but it would just be great to see the testimony. If you have shared a word today, um, or if you have received a word that spoke to you, uh, would you just stand up now? I, I won't pick on anybody and, and ask you to do something, so don't be worried. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that fantastic? This is brilliant. Um, God is at work, and we can be encouraged. And this is the kind of thing that can keep happening um, as we keep listening to him. Now, I'm not picking on anybody, but asking, would you stay standing up if you'd actually just like to quickly testify as to what it was that you shared or that God did that would be an encouragement? <laughs> No, I, I knew that would be a smaller number, but I knew there were at least two. Okay, um, brilliant. So Dave and Rhiannon, would you mind just coming up? Um, if, you could, if you're a parent, could you keep one eye on the clock? I'm sorry to have to say this, but at 25 past, um, no later, please do go pick up your kids because there are some wonderful people serving in those groups and they will run out of material at some stage. Um, Rhiannon, do you just want to share? Sure. Um, so I was given two words, both of which were really spot on. The first one was about um, sort of God seeing me as a, as a flame that needed fanning effectively. And I've been really feeling that. I've been feeling quite tired towards the end of the academic year and just really, really needed that kind of boost from God. So that was really encouraging. Um, the other one was about gems. So it, the, the second one, it was a mixture of three words that I've had before, all kind of combined into one. So that was really great. Um, a box of gems that um, God was wanting them to lift the lid off and so that it's about me being known basically and so for other people to know kind of what the fragrance is that comes out of that box um, I know the person who gave it to me sort of knows that gems don't have fragrances but you know they do in prophetic words um, 
so it was, yeah, just about that. And actually, that was really encouraging for me. So they were both really great. Excellent. Dave. Hi. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the weirdest thing that's happened to me in a long time. Um, I don't know if anyone, like, I definitely felt like that was set up. Have you ever, have you ever watched, like, one of those magician shows? And they have their, their like, their helpers in the audience that they call out, and it's like, oh, that was obviously set up. And, I, you know, I wasn't even going to be here this morning. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, so that's what it felt like. But this, I mean, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the King School, but they, they used to do these. Year, this is 14 years old. Um, <laughs> from, I think I was in year three or year four at the time. Um, I mean, I, I literally have no words. It's incredible. Um, obviously, God's trying to get my attention. <laughs> and I feel like he's got it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, there's always that feeling of cynicism. There's always that, like, oh, I don't really know if this is from God. Um, I, I don't even know why Steve had this. <laughs> um, he shouldn't have it. <laughs> um, but he did, um, and yeah, I'm just so grateful. Um, so yeah, just don't be cynics, because um, yeah, God does speak in amazing ways. So, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, you come on then. I just thought I'd share what I had for somebody, and usually I have, you know, I've had some kind of pictures, direct things for people, but this time it was just, I just need to go up to this person and say, I think you're special. I went up to him and to Gwen, and I just said, I think you're so special. It's like there's, there's diamonds in you. You know, you're precious. And then he told me, he went to a wedding yesterday for his niece. And how long ago was it? Three weeks ago, she had a brain tumor. Rang him with a brain tumor. She wasn't sure about the wedding whether it would actually go ahead. And he prayed for her on the phone. Symptoms disappeared, and she got married. That's just so precious. That's absolutely fantastic. I was just about to ask to Gwyn to come up and share that, because in a minute we're going to finish. We, you know, we, <laughs> we do need to um, go, and particularly to relieve the children's workers. So in just a second, we are going to finish. But I had a rise of faith today. Sorry, Jez, I didn't warn you about this, but I had a rise of faith today to pray with you again, Jez. And um, Sue Edridge came up to me in the week and asked if we would pray for Yian, who, as many of you will know, um, has a tumor on his neck and pancreatic cancer. And there are, there are people in our midst who are long-term sick and who we would love to see God move in. I have a rise of faith today, particularly to pray for Jez, but if you have um, faith to pray for Jez or for Yian, Sue, would you be all right, Sue, Sue and Eddie, perhaps to um, just for those who want to pray for Yian to, and Claire as well, just go over there and, and sit with them and let, let's pray for Yian that God would touch him. He doesn't have to be here in the building, as we know. And if you would like to pray, for, is this okay, Jez? If you'd like to pray with me for Jez, um, come gather with us at the front as well. Um, if there's anybody else who would like to be prayed for <laughs> and hasn't been, please come to the front and there will be Steve at least, if no one else. Steve's going to get kids. Somebody will be here, I promise, and will pray with you. Um, it would just be fantastic for people not to go away feeling like they'd like to have been prayed for and haven't had a chance. Um, but let's just close now in prayer and then uh, we'll call it officially an end. Father God, thank you that you have showed yourself among us. We know it's true all the time. But thank you that you've made it so clear and so obvious today. And thank you for those testimonies, what you've been doing today and in the last couple of weeks. God, we pray that it wouldn't be limited to this building, to this time of the week. But God, that you'd raise our faith to see this in our everyday lives. We ask it in the name of Jesus, knowing it's you who leads us in the paths of righteousness. And we can put our trust in you. Amen. <laughs>